Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. One of the questions I'm regularly asked by our community is what my minimum acceptable level of cash flow is for my HMO deals. And it's a great question, but I always answer it cautiously because it really does depend on a number of things, not least what our priorities are as an individual, as a business owner. And of course, that could be different for all of us. So today, what I'm going to do is talk to you about what my minimum level of cash flow is per deal. More importantly, why it is what it is and help give you some context around the importance of this piece when you're analysing all of your deals and thinking about buying or even refinancing any of your HMOs. So this sounds interesting interesting to you if this sounds like something that you may need to pay a bit more of attention to in your own portfolio then stick around please sit back relax and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast hey guys it's Andy here we're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment but before we do I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO roadmap now if you're serious about replacing your income or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up then the HMO roadmap really is your one-stop shop inside the roadmap you'll find a full 60 lesson course delivered by me teaching you how to find more deals how to fund more deals and raise private finance how to refurbish great properties how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future we've also got guest workshops added every single month we've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics we've got downloadable resources cheat sheets and swipe files to help you we've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from and we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you to find out more head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back, guys. So today, what I want to do is share with you what my minimum acceptable level of cash flow is for my deal. So I actually prefer to look at this as minimum level of cash flow per room per month. Today, I'm going to share that with you. And more importantly, I'm going to talk about why I have this minimum threshold for all of my deals. Now, to help give you some context and to really understand where this fits in, because this of course, isn't the only metric that I'm looking at when I'm stacking my deals. And it certainly shouldn't be the only metric that you're looking at when you're stacking your deals. I want to give you a bit of context about some of the other stuff that I look at in my deals as well. Now, if you're a member of the HMO Roadmap, you will be very familiar with the Deal Stacker. It's our incredible resource that we built from scratch. We engineered it to help you appraise and evaluate all of your HMO deals. That way you could stack them up. You could do it accurately. It's incredibly user-friendly. It's very, very intuitive and it gives you a huge amount of information, far more than you can possibly get from a spreadsheet. Now, one of the great things that we've engineered into the deal stacker is the ability to pull and draw on key data points that are most important to you. One of these is this figure we're talking about today. It's the cash flow per deal or minimum cash flow per room 
And we've actually got a total of 20 different KPIs that you can track and manage and compare. And this is great because what this allows you to do is get a complete oversight on your deals, much more so than you can get in any spreadsheet. And it also allows you to get into the real nitty gritty detail of what you really want to see. So let me give you an idea of these different KPIs and hopefully that helps you understand where this cash flow per room figure sits. So in the deal stack, you can track the initial capital required for your deals. You can track the final amount of equity released and compare it in your deals. You can track the gross and net yields. You can track the gross and net rents. You can track the ROI. You can track the combined ROI. So that's your ROI plus capital appreciation. Of course, you can track the pound per square foot. This is such a great metric because you can actually work out what you're getting for every square foot, square meter of real estate that you're buying. This is a great tool and it makes it very easy to see exactly where your deal sits within local market values. And of course, amongst many more, you can track the cash flow per room. And this is a really important one for me. So the most important ones for me is certainly the cash flow per room. I'm really quite focused on return on capital employed. I want to know how much I'm getting back for every pound I leave in my deal. I like to know what my net and gross yields are. I like to know what my net and gross rents are. And I do really like to know what my pound per square foot is. There are a couple of others that I really like, but when I'm looking at these, I'm looking for balance. I've got minimum criteria on all of these and there is some flexibility. If I'm doing really well on something, I can compromise on something elsewhere in the deal. And that's how this works. You can't have 100% of everything. A lot of stacking deals is about compromise. Am I prepared to accept a little less cash flow but take a bit more cash out of the deal? Am I prepared to leave a little bit more cash on the table to maybe boost my cash flow? Sometimes that might be your priority. So let's get into this cash flow per room then. What's important? What's important to me? The minimum acceptable level of cash flow per deal, and the way I like to look at it is cash flow per room per month is £250. So that's a four bed. The minimum acceptable cash flow that I'd be prepared to get into the deal for would be a thousand pound. If it's a five bed, 1250 and so on and so forth. Now, bear in mind, this is after considering and being extremely realistic about all of my other costs. Now, the deal stacker and indeed any spreadsheet that you're using should allow you to do this, but it means you've got to be realistic and sensible about interest rates. It means you've got to be realistic and sensible about utility costs, about management costs, if you've got to pay them. Now, I am fortunate that I don't necessarily have to pay the going rate for management because I manage my own stuff. I still do factor in a management cost because it it is a real cost, but it does give me a little bit more scope than perhaps someone who needs to pay a full management service and charge. But you need to be really honest and really quite realistic about this. And that 250 is just my minimum acceptable criteria. I have other pieces of data, like I said, that I'm tracking that I also want to see. And I like the balance and the spread. Some people might think that that figure's low and some people at the minute, particularly when we're stressing things up to sort of six, seven, eight percent might be finding that challenging to hit. Now, this is really important to understand. When we're getting into a deal, we should be being incredibly realistic about things and we are still making an assumption. It's a hypothesis. It's a realistic scenario of how we think this deal is going to perform. And that's our job when we're appraising the deal. That's why we use the deal stacker. But at the minute, things are changing. Now, of course, if you're in a fixed rate mortgage, that element isn't going to change. And of course, your utility costs might be going up. You can't very well get rid of the deal or just sell it. So please don't take this out of context. This is about when you're making decisions to get into deals or refinance, but it's okay if 
during those periods that these figures change because of other things that are going on at the minute. It's more than likely that your profits are going to come down a little bit unless you've managed to increase your rents, which some people have, but not everybody and not everybody to the same same degree, same extent. So it's okay. And don't worry if you're looking at your deals and thinking, well, at the minute, I'm not getting £250 per room per month. It's okay. What's happening at the minute in the market is more than likely transient. It might be with us for a year, two years. It might be with us for a little bit longer, but it will be transient. What's more important is if you're thinking about buying something that you are being incredibly realistic and not stressing it too far on your actual cash flow per room. We've got to remember that when we're buying HMOs, we're doing this because we want the cash flow. And I really like to try and remind everybody of this. It's great to be able to recycle capital and move on and do the next thing. Of course it is. That's really important for lots of us. But the priority should always be cash flow and yield. So don't squeeze your deals so far. You know, don't over-prioritize getting your cash out of the deal and leave yourself in a position where you're not actually getting much cash flow out of the deal on an ongoing basis. Now, of course, it's entirely up to you, but that's my very sort of crude advice, particularly when you're looking at, at HMOs. Now, if you are looking ahead at a refinance and expecting that the interest rate is going to be higher, I've got a couple that are going to come up for refinance next summer. They're currently at 1.75%, five-bed HMOs at 75% loan to value. Fantastic deals. They're going to come to an end, and I'm more than likely going to be looking at something upwards of 6%, a real jump. Now, I haven't done the maths on this. I haven't actually looked at the deal stacker and what the output will be when that happens. But if that changes my figures so much so that the net cash flow per room per month drops below £250, I will look at making changes elsewhere in my deal because that is a priority to me. What I'll probably do is look at changing the loan to value. Maybe it'll be 70 or 65% as opposed to 75%. I'll leave more cash in the deal to help me maintain that cash flow on a recurring basis because that is perhaps of all of the criteria I can track, the single most important one for me. Now, I'm not saying that that's what you should do. I'm just trying to give you some important context as to why I do it and why I make those sorts of decisions. With my HMOs, the most important thing for me is to retain cash flow. It's not actually to recycle cash. I'm actually quite happy to leave a bit more cash in my deals these days if that's what I need to do. I find that cash flow is just the most important thing across the board when it comes to all of my businesses and my overall position in business. Now, there's just one more thing to mention, and that is, of course, why I've chosen £250 as a minimum threshold you know, of cash flow per month per room. And the reason is because for me, when I look at where I could deploy my money and my efforts and resources, under £250, it gets to a point where I very much feel like I could do other things with my time and my money and earn at least the same back. So I could pump it and my resources into one of my other businesses. It's a risk reward. There's still a lot of management involved. There's still a lot of decisions that have to be made. There's still a lot of risk in owning property. And for me, when it drops below £250 net per room per month, it starts to look so unattractive. I think, well, is it even worth doing? What I really like to do is get that number much, much higher. And of course, that is still my primary objective. In fact, let me give you an example. On the HMO that I'm developing at the minute, my net, sorry, my gross cash flow will be 2.6 a month. That's a six bed HMO. And I think my costs all in will be round about £800 a month. Now, I'm not paying the utilities on that. That's with the tenants because that's an exclusive price. Bills aren't included in the rent. So actually, my net 
rent will be about £1,800 per month on the newest property when that comes online. That's a six bed and that's actually £300 per month. That's after I've considered my mortgage cost, which is of course already fixed, and my management charge, which I can factor in at more like 6%, and some bits of maintenance and some other odd bits. So that's where I'll be at. So like I said, I do aim for much more than 250, but below 250, I'm starting to think, hmm, it's not quite right for me. Now, please, please, please don't go away from today's episode and think, oh God, you know, I can't make 250 work. I, you know, I shouldn't be doing this deal. Please don't go away and think that. That's not at all what I want you to do. I just want you to make sure you're thinking about it and really understand why you've got a criteria. And if you have got a criteria, and you should, make sure you're sticking with it and trying to engineer solutions around it. It's going to be a bumpy ride. What's ahead of us is going to be challenging with interest rates and inflation. And there may be a period of time where you really do have to fall back on those stress tests, those more pessimistic scenarios, the slightly more worst case outcomes. But if you stick with it, manage your HMOs well and continue to think long term, that is the most important thing. Ultimately, things will revert back to some sort of a normal, a new equilibrium will be found. And the great thing is property is very forgiving. So even if your profits dip, even if your net cash flow per month per room dips for a period of time, so long as you stick with the basics, you'll be okay long term. That I am confident of. That's it for today's episode, guys. I hope it helps. I hope that gives you a bit of context about the decisions that I make in my business and how I actually decide whether or not to buy something and what sort of things I'm thinking about when I'm coming up to refinance. Of course, it's not everything, but if I went into every single element of my investment criteria, it'd be a very, very, very long episode indeed. But if you do want to find out more about that, come on over, join the HMO Roadmap and come to member mastermind sessions. It's a great place to actually have these conversations and really get into the context and detail about much more than just certain and specific KPIs. We can really start to talk about the other things that are involved in buying HMOs and stacking deals up. And of course, you've got everything else, including the deal stacker, including expert masterclasses, dozens and dozens of case studies, loads of downloadable resources, and so much more. Don't forget that I'm on handover in the HMO community, along with our incredible community members. We're there to offer you more guidance and support. It's a great place to hang out, chat HMOs, and... You can ask any questions that you've got about HMOs and I am almost positive you'll get an answer from somebody who's been there and experienced it. And before you dash off, I know I ask you every week, but please, please, please do leave a very quick review of the show. You can now leave a review on Spotify as well as Apple. And don't forget that in October, we're running a massive giveaway. It was our way to say thank you so much for your support for the last two years. In September, at the end of September, we celebrated our second anniversary on the podcast. So all you need to do is leave a review of the show either leave your name in it or make sure that you take a screenshot and just send it to me on either Instagram or Facebook. And we are going to select at random one winner and that winner will get access to the HMO roadmap for free for an entire year. That'll include all the benefits that come with being a member of the HMO roadmap. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget that I'll be here in the very same place next time. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. 